Welcome to the Astrology Rocks podcast for the week of September 10th, 2012, brought to you by SAS Astrology. I'm Michelle Suzanne, author of your weekly forecast at Astrology. You'll also find me at starstruckastrology.org. Now, if you're a newcomer to astrology, jump in. I will explain and hopefully educate as we go along. Let's just dive right in and talk about what's in the skies this week, because the theme is new beginnings. Mercury begins a new cycle with the sun, which is almost 10 weeks in length, and the moon also begins a new cycle with the sun, which is four weeks in duration. And both of these beginnings take place in the sign of Virgo. So let's begin by looking at Mercury conjunct sun in Virgo. They've been traveling very close to each other since the beginning of September. Now, Mercury and the Sun are never more than 28 degrees away from each other anyway, but every once in a while they can join at the exact same degree of the Zodiac, thus beginning a new cycle in their eternal relationship. So it's like they've been dating, and now on September 10th they'll hold a commitment ceremony. I've spoken at length in previous podcasts about the Virgo energy field and what it means to have both Sun and Mercury transiting this sign. So if you need more info, do have a listen to the previous two podcasts. And if astrology is a new language to you, I'll explain that planets are said to be conjunct or united when they are hanging out in the same zodiac sign within a range of zero degrees, which is an exact conjunction, uh, to 10 degrees. Now, I I allow 10 degrees... But that allowance, which we call an orb, may be too wide for some astrologies. Personally, I can feel the influence of mingling planets when they're within 10 degrees of each other. Did you notice I said personally? That word may very well be the key to understanding the conjunction of Mercury with the Sun. Everything becomes highly subjective to what you personally think. The sun represents your essence and points to where you can most easily reach towards your best self. Mercury, meanwhile, represents your style of communication as well as what you have to say, whether it's verbal or written. Mercury also manages your thoughts and ideas. So all of that mental chatter you hear in your head is mediated through Mercury. So with a new Sun-Mercury chapter beginning, your brain is getting a reboot of sorts. And because the reboot happens in Virgo, you're carrying a strong Virgo accent over the next three months, at least in terms of how you process information. Now, Virgo is highly adept with organizing info, so you're getting a system upgrade. The only caution is that we can go into overwhelm when Sun and Mercury can join in Virgo, too much information or too much on your Virgo to-do list and you may just shut down. Fortunately, there is a way to help counter that. And it actually comes through Virgo's emphasis on health. Because Virgo is an earth sign, it's connected to body wisdom. And many people born with strong Virgo energy are drawn towards the healing arts and sciences. And healers understand that you need to titrate a dose of medicine. That is, you need to measure how much you can give at one time. 
So if you take that idea of titration and apply it to how much info you give or how much help you offer, both of which are major Virgo themes, you can adapt how much you say or do according to situation, according to each situation or person. So you might want to ask yourself what the appropriate dose of you is with each person, if you can. Not only will that help prevent overload, but it can also help you manage the pitfall of being too caught up in the way you do things or you see things at the expense of someone else who may have their own methods and ideas and those may be equally valid and, and efficient as yours. Uh, I could offer up a quick and shallow example of how subjective thinking can get carried away. If I think that Rocky Road ice cream is the best flavor on earth, I may mistakenly assume that ergo everyone else does. And I'm not saying that Rocky Road doesn't rule, because it does. So uh, feel free to send me a freezer full of it. But the point is that you may have a different favorite, and that's what I really need to remember. Okay, now the stakes really aren't high if we're talking ice cream, but throw in a debate around religion or politics and watch the sparks fly if you assume everyone thinks like you do. So throwing objectivity out the window is one possible manifestation whenever the sun and mercury unite. Just keep that in mind and know that even in Virgo, where the mind really wants to work in a very linear and methodical way, Facts are nevertheless colored by your personal bias, right? Now, if we stick with the notion of personal bias, we can apply it to another planetary aspect that becomes exact this week. And that is Venus in Leo trying Uranus in Aries on Thursday, September 13th. But the energy always builds gradually before an alignment becomes perfect. So you'll start feeling it already. Now let's take the two signs that Venus and Uranus are currently transiting. Because both Leo and Aries really connect with what is of great personal importance. Venus is the planet that rules your personal likes and dislikes. And because she's harmonizing with the cultural game changer that is Uranus, you can get fooled into thinking that if something is important to you, then it should be to everyone. So it's a very similar pitfall to Mercury conjunct the Sun. What does work nicely when Venus trines Uranus is the spontaneity factor. Uranus rules sudden turnabouts, so last-minute social invitations will likely be a riot with a good time had by all. And if you combine this energy with Mercury and the Sun's conjunction, you've got a lot of potential to make new and diverse connections. It should be a very affable week if you choose to hang out with the humans. And that energy carries us to the weekend when we get another fresh start on Saturday, courtesy of a new moon in Virgo. That is an ideal day for you to set some goals that you'd like to see manifest two weeks later at the full moon. To help give your intentions more juice, try to concentrate on goals that reflect Virgo's attributes. Think along the lines of fact-finding, data mining, research, editing, writing, analytic work, number crunching, volunteer work, and recommitting to your health and wellness regimen. 
I'm just trying to spark some ideas that will help you make the most beneficial use of this new moon, but you, my friend, will know best which area of your life is in need of some new goals. By the way, if you are a Virgo, this lunar portal has your name written all over it. So set yourself a juicy goal and enjoy each step you take towards its achievement. Sometimes we get too caught up in methodology or process to enjoy what we're doing in a moment. So try to remember the message of last month's new moon in Leo, which was about bringing joy into what you do. The rest of us zodiac critters are going to try and follow suit, but the cosmos is right in your pocket, Virgo, so get on it. Virgo's ruling planet is Mercury, and on Sunday, September 16th, Mercury leaves its home sign of Virgo for Libra. Libra holds very different energy than Virgo, even though these two signs are side by side on the zodiac wheel. Virgo is a mutable or adaptable earth sign, whereas Libra is a cardinal or action-oriented air sign. The air element represents social connections as well as the intellect. So in that sense, the intelligence that's so notable in Virgo shares some resonance with Libra. And actually, both signs have an ability to sift and weigh through data. Virgo separates the wheat from the chaff, and then Libra weighs that wheat to determine its value. So all of our minds will continue to choose between this or that, or you'll continue to debate various pros and cons through October the 4th. Just know that you have a marked ability now to see two sides of every situation or argument. But that can also mean you get unwittingly sucked into playing the devil's advocate. And sometimes that's useful if you want to awaken others to viewpoints they haven't considered. But ultimately, people do want to know where you stand. Huh. Where do you stand? Or where do you sit? <laughs> Will it be on the fence? Mercury and Libra can be very slippery about commitment, whether it's to an idea or a relationship. But hey, we're all experiencing the duality of Mercury and Libra over the next few weeks. And when Mercury moves into Scorpio with Saturn next month, you'll have plenty of thinking to do about where you really stand when push comes to shove. By the way, since I've mentioned Scorpio, let me say that in last week's podcast, I forgot to mention the lunar nodes have shifted signs. The moon's nodes are not physical celestial bodies. They're mathematical points that reveal where the moon crosses the ecliptic. And the ecliptic is the sun's path. Just, just think of it as the celestial equator. All right. So now the moon's north node is in the sign of Scorpio and the south node is in Taurus for the next 18 months. Previously, the north node was in Sagittarius and the south node in Gemini, reflecting our culture's obsession with information as well as systems of thought that explain the world. So hopefully during the past 18 months, you've had the time to cultivate ideas and teachings that make sense of your place in the world and guide you to live within your framework of values and ethics. Now, with North Node and Scorpio, we collectively shift into a vibration that takes us into very intense feeling. In the Scorpio field, you discover 
how much you can take and whether or not it's worth it to you. Remember, Scorpio and Taurus share the same axis. And in Taurus, you learn how to amass and attach value to what you've gained. But in Scorpio, you evaluate the emotional price tag. Questions such as, is this worth it to me to hold on to any longer? will take on much greater importance, whether it's a relationship, job, possession, thought form, you name it. With the North Node now in Scorpio, we're all diving into the deep end. And I think we're going to find the bottom when boundary-defining Saturn moves into Scorpio next month. And for some people, that may feel like hitting rock bottom, while for others, it will be most helpful to be able to map out your Scorpio obsessions so as to move beyond them. That's another podcast. (laughs) In the meantime, I wish you an auspicious beginning this week. And I remind you that if you have a fresh start you wish to make and could benefit from some talk around ideal timing, along with making the most of your unique gifts, then please do connect with me. I'm offering a 20% discount on my services this month. I am Michelle Suzanne, and you can reach me not only at sastrology.com, but also at starstruckastrology.org. Be well, dear listener. Bye-bye.